0: Of MI Sports, we talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Also, like our Facebook page at State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you're alerted when a new episode is out. We want to know what you like, what you dislike, what you want to hear, and let us know your opinion on all our topics. With the NBA draft on Thursday and the NHL draft starting on Friday, we're going to have a little bit of a draft-focused episode. We will play a little draft game. We will discuss what we think the Pistons and the Red Wings should do. Not what we, not what they will do, but what we think they should do. And we'll talk about our favorite summer foods. And, of course, we're going to talk about our, our Michigan beer and grade them at the end of the episode. I am Sam Waldhart, and today I got Travis Nickel, Kyle Fossey, and Micah Smith Mike, I know you were right there with me at the Whitecaps game for Father's Day. Trav, Kyle, what did you guys do? I mean, what did you do to celebrate, you know, you? What did you guys do?
1: Yes, yeah, so <laughs> Father's Day. Um, I actually, on the on, uh, sidetrack, Friday, no, yeah, Friday night got the uh, food poisoning Shut up, you did? Yeah, so like middle of the morning, food poisoning. It was miserable. And I didn't feel better until Saturday about probably 5, and I started to feel better, 5 p.m. So I had a bunch of things planned to get done on Saturday that didn't get done. So my Father's Day consisted of a lot of doing the things I should have done on Saturday instead of being I was late, like I. It wasn't even like you were sick, and you can watch TV. You know, when you're a kid, you stay home from school or something, you can do that. No, it was like I had to be in one position the whole day. Ooh. just like eh, it was miserable. So, so Are I did a lot of a is lot there of a work. Certain,
0: is there a certain restaurant or pizza place that you kind of want to throw on the bus truck, at this point? A food, food truck,
1: truck at that at that Riverside. Uh, oh, at a Riverside uh, Park. park. Yeah. Naturally, I had a burger, and it had a little pink in it. I was a little concerned, but I was like, screw it. I'm good. Yeah. Miserable. So I so I ended up spending Father's Day working on a lot of things, and um, uh, it really just laid back. I ended up getting the mitten for dinner, though, and that was nice. nice. First meal I had in, like, 40 hours. Did you get pizza? Oh, yeah, pound it. Go,
0: do you just go standard pizza there, or are you Pepperoni sausage.
1: Enough? They got a oh, nice man. little spice to that sausage.
0: You thing. are missing out on some really Sa- good pizzas <sighs> there. When, I mean – well, that's kind of a tradition we have. We always go to opening Tiger's opening day, and we get those pizza sliders. And I'm trying to remember – Kyle, do you remember the name of the really good pizza? That we, is it like Hog oh, Hog Heaven or Hog, hog Wild or something is, like that?
1: It's Hog something yeah. that you guys get, yeah.
0: Man, that is an excellent pizza.
2: But there, if you – what's that sampler thing called? Um, it's like a flight. It's a flight. A pizza it's, flight, a f- pizza oh,
0: flight. yes. Yeah.
2: But if you get that, they have like – Six or seven or eight unbelievable specialty pizzas. It's so good. yeah. You get
0: to pick six, oh, yeah. and it's just I, yeah. usually I do three Hog Heavens and then three other ones. But Kyle, yeah. did, did you yeah. did your family do anything you know out of the ordinary for you?
2: They did. They they um they kind of did the thing where they make it so I don't have to lift a finger all day, and that was amazing. So we did the uh, we did the church thing in the morning. Um, Came home and sat on a couch for a long time, didn't, like, Adrian took all four of our kids and went and did something, so I could, like, the bummer is there was nothing really good on television or anything like that. (laughs) Yeah, there's no, like, basketball (laughs) or or uh, to watch. Yeah, no, but it was, yeah, they went above and beyond, and they got me an Apple watch.
0: Oh, look at you. I was, yeah, I was excited about that. That does a lot more than tell the time these days, right?
2: Yeah, it does. You can do it all. I'm kind of having to learn all that stuff, but it's, um, yeah, it's a pretty sweet deal. It is. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's sweet. So that's what your fingers did all day. It was just playing with that yes, Apple just, watch.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You guys, are, you guys are at the Whitecaps game, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel
2: both, like I saw a picture of that. Yeah.
0: yeah both of our wives uh, kind of surprised us if you will, to, to go to the white caps game. So, uh, we nice. brought, Micah had his two kids and wife there. I had my, uh, three kids and wife there and we, we're just kind of tag teaming all the kids and we all had some relaxing moments. We all had some stressful moments and it's just the kind of the way it works when you have five kids under, under five there at that point, right? You're five and under, whatever it is. So yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a good time though. I don't know if the Whitecaps won. We didn't, we didn't make it the whole game, but it was a good time. It was a good time. Got to see uh, uh, Meadows. Who's a pretty good prospect for the Tigers. I think his second second round draft pick last year pretty solid player we'll see if he pans out but yeah it's kind of what we what we got to do got to drink some beer um so let's get let's get her into our, our beers for the day uh micah you're just what your whistle there tell everybody what your uh beer of the night is
3: I've got something from shorts brewing company called their not unofficial it's a joint session with lagunitas it's a dry hopped India Pale Ale with mango and guava. Ooh! I don't see the percentage ABV, but it's it's a good beer. It's interesting.
0: Is it? Did you say not unofficial?
3: Yeah, not unofficial.
0: Does that remind anybody of like the? You remember the episode of The Office when it's uh, the nepotism episode when his uh, nephew <laughs> yeah, is, comes to work for him. He comes yeah. work and he's like Michael's writing on the board like. Do not tease. I, I can't remember the kid's name, but it's like, wait, not, not tease. Or not? Not, not, That's and exactly what that negative. reminded me of. Not unofficial. I, I'm probably just, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. It's just up, what came to mind.
2: He ends up spanking The Yeah,
0: <laughs> he spanks him. What a great show. Good stuff. Well, I'm going to jump right in show. here with mine. I got uh parent brewing company. It's their part of their side hustle series. So uh, we had a, a listener actually, um, uh, Post a video. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, she did like the tagging of the state of MI Sports in a, her own video. So, or maybe it's a hashtag. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But she did a video and she graded it. Um, and so I I wanted to pick it out. Right, that's what we're drinking tonight. Um, it's the Perrin. Somebody help me with this. Kavikin it real. Kavikin it real. So it's KV e-i-k-n it real so i'm sure there's a pun in there somewhere keep a play on words of some sort but all right so anyways it's a norwegian style ipa uh brewed with horned doll Kevik. man i really should have read this before i got this recording yeast and it produces a tropical fruit aroma. So yeah, I mean, the second I started pouring it, I I could smell it, and it was it was good. So Parent Brewing is is crafted in in, uh, is it? I mean, where's it technically? Is it Rockford? Comstock?
3: Comstock Park. Yeah, Comstock
0: like- Park, Michigan, which we already talked about, Comstock Park. But yeah, Parent mm-hmm. Brewing, very good beer. Uh, I I've been a big fan of their their. Uh, black, pairing and black for a long time. And, and this one's pretty good so far. So good. Uh, we'll have a nice grade for you at the end. Trav, what do you got, buddy? I have
1: something from one well brewing in Kalamazoo. It's called Whoppy. Whoppy. And, uh, yeah, the name is Whoppy. I mean, you, you're going to have <laughs> to love it. It's an India pale ale, but they claim that it's a mixture between like a wheat and hoppy. So, uh, so far it's not bad. I'm just getting into it here, but I'm really excited to, to finish it off. It's got a real cool can with a couple rabbits, hop, 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 as my son would say. And, um, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm pretty excited to to get through it and hopefully have a good review for it.
0: Sounds good. Thank you. Kyle, what do you got, buddy? Yes. So I
2: and I don't know. I think Micah's kind of our connoisseur here. I'd never even heard of this. Uh, Big Lake Brewing. In Holland, Michigan, um, is the brewery? It's called Blood Orange Haze, a juicy New England IPA. Okay. Let's see. I'm trying. I'm trying to find a New England IPA featuring Citra and Mosaic hops, brewed with real blood oranges. So I don't know. Nice.
0: So does it have pretty good orange flavor to it?
2: I feel like it does. It's got a lot yeah. of citrus. Yeah, yeah. It's very citrusy. I almost when I had it, I thought grapefruit with the first sip, but
0: yeah. yeah. I remember when I think it was Bud Light that came out with like a Bud Light orange or something. And at first I was like, Oh, it's gotta be awful. And I think I tried it and it actually wasn't terrible, but
2: I, yeah, no, it's, it's good. I mean, it's, yeah. And I
0: guess, yeah. I mean, Oberon, you do oranges, uh, blue moon, you do oranges. So that's pretty, right. I guess it's pretty standard. Right?
2: Eh? Yeah, for sure. And I don't, yeah, it's, I don't know what, I mean, blood oranges, I don't know if they taste that much different than normal oranges, but I, it, it is different than just orange, very different than just orange. Like I yeah. said, the first thing I pulled was was grapefruit. And I don't know, okay. you know, but no, it's it, so far so good for sure.
0: Nice. Cool. Well, I mean, since our last episode, we um, watched the Stanley Cup get hoisted, we watched the NBA championship. Get one. I don't know what the trophy is because it gets made every year. Nobody really cares about a trophy that gets remade That's every fair. single year. That's but fair. yeah, so Toronto Raptors closed it out. Um, what a, I what a crazy game. Uh, yeah, That was wrong. I was pretty confident. Not a big deal. I mean, we all like no. it's not about doing things right. I mean, it's a fair <laughs> opinion. Because, I mean, really, I mean, <laughs> you can't tell me that. The Warriors shouldn't have won that game. They were no. How could there. you?
2: How could you go against the Warriors? I don't. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I mean, it was a one one point game. Curry had a chance to to win it at the end yeah. there. So I mean, it was. I mean, another good basketball game. I mean, I'm not a big basketball guy again, but I enjoyed watching that series, watching that game. I did check out there for a little bit early on in the fourth quarter. I forget what was going on. Probably trying to get the kids down or something. Whatever was was going. On. But. I didn't even see the clay injury, but I guarantee you if he didn't blow out his neither way, the way he was playing, that's a different ball game. And we could yeah. be talking about a game seven um, instead. But yeah, I mean, Toronto won, they had their parade, good for them. Not really much to say other than, I mean, pretty cool story. A team that kind of goes yeah. all in and, and kind of seals the deal. I mean, what was the stat that everybody kept saying? Like they didn't have a one player that was drafted top, Fourteen or something crazy like that. So yeah. it's yeah. definitely a different type of team, but um, they're 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 probably done. It's probably a one and done type type thing. If unless Quaid decides to stay and they can keep the team together,
2: and he may, but it was just that it was so like all the last champions are all built on the super team or the you know the big three or at least the big two and a half.
0: Yeah, um, and, and they were. It, the opposite of that. Yeah, and it didn't feel that way with Toronto. It just felt like they had a little bit of everything. You know, it was yeah. – they were a fun team to watch. You didn't know who was going to take the big shot. I mean, it was like – Kwai is probably the most passive superstar that you, you can see, right? I mean, there's yeah. really not many more that that are okay with with, with their teammates scoring as, as much as he is. But Yeah,
2: no, that's true. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, He's I mean – tough to read. What's
1: He's that? so tough to read. Oh, he's yeah. tough to read. He's super fun. I watch some of the Twitter videos and Instagram videos of him at the parade and things and his speeches and they're just they're just funny. Yeah. Like I just I like I don't know that I love him, but I think he at least is kind of being himself and that's kind of refreshing.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's like awkward. He's yeah, and it's I, I kinda like it too, I do.
0: Yeah. It, it's he's He's strange and like you said, awkward. I think awkward is the perfect, perfect word to describe that guy. And you know, kind of like I said, is last last episode is the, the he doesn't give a crap. He doesn't care what's happening. He doesn't care what's going on around him. And I feel like Toronto kind of absorbed that personality. Yeah. It to be a team that can go win in Oracle Arena three straight times. I mean, yeah. <laughs> There's no other team that can do that. I don't think. No. And it's a one-time thing. It'll it'll probably never happen again. In in a well, obviously it won't happen again with Oracle closing down. But that's above the that's, that's a different point. I a mean, season, season like that, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's interesting, but yeah. So Toronto good for them. We'll we'll get into the NBA draft uh, a little bit here after we talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup final. Uh, St. Louis Blues won in Game Seven on the road. Very cool. You know, they they came out, scored two goals in the first period, and kind of never looked back. They just put a stranglehold on it. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the game or not, but They did. I mean, I, I think it was one of those series that Boston looked better seventy-five percent of the time. I agree. But the Blues just—they just found a way, and it was just like yeah. I said with Toronto. They were just that team that didn't give a crap. They they didn't. Yeah. they were just we're not, we're gonna do it ugly we're not gonna do it the normal way we're not gonna beat you we're just gonna do our thing and it will end up beating you you'll beat yourselves eventually and it's that's kind of what what's that
1: it's kind of what makes hockey just so great though you, you know get they, different they, types
0: they, of teams winning every single year
1: yeah like they started feeling it they've came together as a team there's a lot of cool storylines and, and they just played hard and you, you got to put the puck in the net to win, you know, like it's, and they did, they just did it in cl- crucial moments they scored and it was, it was fun to watch.
0: Yeah. I agree.
1: And, I thought Boston was better.
0: Yeah. There's, I don't think there's any doubt that they were the better team from top to bottom. Um, I think St. Louis did a great job shutting down their, their top, their top line. I mean, I don't know what the points, what, what the points were with Marsh um, and Bergeron and stuff, but they put a stranglehold on them in the, in the crucial times. And, uh, yeah, they, they did a good job. It was fun. It was fun to watch. I'm, I'm just very glad that Boston did not win that because yes. I, I do not like them. They're one of my least favorite hockey teams. So,
2: Even just as a city in general.
0: I felt, like, very disconnected to both in the Stanley
1: Cup. Like, I both think a teams? lot of people were – Yeah, I think a lot of people were pulling for the Blues – completely but i don't know what it was like i just maybe it's because we've had you know playoff matches you know against the blues and stuff but like i felt like a very disconnect to both teams like not pulling for them at yeah, all
0: exactly i felt the Did same way that? it was like it was the blues were the lesser of the evil where <laughs> yeah. you're just I like i don't you're really just hate okay him. with it yeah i don't, I don't hate, hate them. the royals
1: you but know I'm not, like
0: yeah that's a really good example right there it's like it's kind of that they're cute they're just that cute little team. That's always around, always yeah. does their little thing and never seals a deal. And then when they seal the deal, what, what are they going to do next? You never really <laughs> You're like,
1: it was a really weird, like, cause I, I had some like students and players asking, you know, like who are you rooting for? And I'm like, I usually I could root for a team, but I just don't care yeah like, I was room for a strike Boston to
0: yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was room for a strike. nobody like, wins a cup this year right <laughs> where's the earthquake you know like, yeah. let's let's break the call, stadium. It just call it a tie or something
1: was that it was it was a really and I loved it watching it. oh, get me wrong like it was a great series. series. It was just weird not having like any like i don't know maybe i'm as I'm getting older, I'm just so damn prideful in <laughs> yeah. my own team, that like it's i hard. can just be the last when anyone, else, when anyone else is there
0: yeah and and it's weird because it's, kyle it's, we'll go to you next I, I know you got something to say but i just want like when my team like i've really enjoyed the the last let's say three weeks of the regular season more than i ever have in my entire life and i've enjoyed the postseason more than i ha- ever have in my entire life because i don't have that rooting interest i don't have that stress of a massive Red Wing fan that's like, all right, wh- who are we going to play, like, down, those, the, down the stretch? Like, if we lose this game, we could play Anaheim instead of blah, blah, blah. Like, all of those things. Like, I'm not worried about that. And I can just sit yeah. back and enjoy and watch like the more. game that I love so that's much. Dumb. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I want the Red Wings in the playoffs, and I'll take that stress any day, any time. It's just like, different. Yeah. I've enjoyed it the last couple of years. And, yeah. Oh, good Lord. I know it's probably not the popular opinion, That's but a stupid opinion. Yeah, I mean, but I do that with. I do that with all of my teams, though. Like, if the Red Wings make the playoffs and lose first round, like I'm mentally checked out. Like, I won't watch the rest of the playoffs because I'm just good so. I see what you're
1: saying there. Yeah, I'm in the same. Good point, but I, I still think it's funny because it's weird. You're, you're like, you're like, you're like coddling yourself for the wings being bad i know it's it's really bad oh they're so bad so i'm i'm just gonna be all right with them not being i don't you know like, i'm
0: not saying i'm okay with it i'm just, just like what let's say a couple years from now they're they're contending and they're in I, it like i'll be i'll be right there and i'll be good point though i like, haven't parties i'll be doing all of those things
1: now I just when they sit back on
0: yeah like I, you're done I, for yeah. at least a series and if it's.
1: Like at least I was when they would lose. You're done for the se- the next series. You got to just take a break and then yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah,
1: same with the Tigers. Like I don't all even of our teams. teams we don't really oh, because we don't
0: so expect I, them to win. We don't
1: really know how that feels, so it might yeah.
0: be Yeah, it, it it's definitely a, a a different way of looking at. It. I mean, when the Red Wings make the playoffs for 25 straight years, you you don't know what it's like anymore. So the last you know this it been two or three years. I think it's been two years, maybe three. That they've been out. Yeah, they haven't made the playoffs. We'll just say two.
2: Um, it's different. It is different to watch. No, I was going to ask. Like St. Louis, that's the first time they've it's won. It's been the three. Cup, right? Sorry.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been three years, but yeah, it is their first cup. And yeah. you know, I think they made the playoffs, uh, or I mean the finals a while back, but they never even won a game. They got swept by Boston, actually so they they were getting like their first Stanley Cup playoff victories and like their first home Stanley mm. Cup playoff victories all of that fun stuff and it got old just let them play the game but i mean it was it was good it was i'm i wish it was still going but at the same time i'm glad it's done because i can focus on other things and, and kind of move on so yeah you know yeah. so speaking of moving on Pistons so we're going to move on from from we're going to jump back to the NBA Yes, NBA draft is Thursday. I I cannot believe how quickly there's that turnaround from from the yeah. end of the playoffs to the first round draft. Or I mean, to the first pit, or to the drafts. I mean, absolutely insane. So right, we're gonna get into a little bit about it. Um, you know, although I, I I do disagree with the way that the Pistons are handling it. I, they're they're trying to build. They're trying to go for it. They're trying to do something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're just trying to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're trying to win a playoff series. I don't see them being able to con- truly contend. I know we already went through that. Like I don't see them winning multiple playoff series, doing it this way, Sure. but yeah. we kind of got to put that aside and just try to enjoy it, I guess. Yeah. If that's what it takes. So I mean what what do we want them to do in the draft? What do we want them to do in the free agency? I know there's not a lot of maneuvering they can do. Kyle, I mean, do you before we get into our our little draft game, do you have like can can you please sell some me on having hope for this team and this organization the way that it's rolling?
2: Mm, uh that's boy, that's tough. I I think I think what they need is they need more of a pure, like, instinctive scorer. Um, Blake Griffin has done amazing things from what he was at the the Clippers to what he is now. I mean, he's shooting the three way better. He's um, much more of a shooter than he ever was. Um, You have two talented guys in Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson, but definitely not the kind of pieces that are going to win you a championship alone. So I guess the inspiration I would say to you is without having Kawhi Leonard, there is, after this year, you see there's still hope for role players making a huge difference to win a championship. Um, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying it doesn't have to either be LeBron or Steph Curry, if that makes sense.
0: Well, yeah, and and it, it does make sense. But I, I guess my question is, can Blake be that guy? Because he never was with the Clippers. And so far, he's missed the playoffs with the Pistons and got them in as an eight seed, not even winning a game yeah. in the playoffs. It, yeah. I mean, it, what am I missing? I, I am personally not completely sold on him being your quote-unquote superstar. I, I, I like him. I like what he does on the floor. I think, I think he's a good basketball player. I really do. I don't know a ton about basketball, but I mean, when he's putting up the numbers, he is you can't argue it, but no, I mean, when that type of player is your heart and soul, can you win a championship? Um, can, can you win a conference? Can you win a playoff series? Like I just,
2: yeah, I, I, I would say yes. I think Kawhi Leonard is not the vocal leader of that team. Even as much as Blake Griffin is the vocal leader of this team. And you see, and I don't know how much you guys watch, but when they were, I mean, they're about to get swept. It's game four. Um, I, don't, I think he actually fouled out, if I'm correct, which is not great, I understand. But like, he's on the bench. The refs miss a call. Like, he's pissed. He's fired up. He's into it. He's um, after the game, he does his press conference. He goes around, he shakes the hand of every Detroit, like, Media outlet, person that's there. Um, I think he's all in, man. I think his points per game is is consider is up over where he was um, with Los Angeles, and he's making other improvements too, like his three point shooting. I mentioned that, but just shooting in general, he's yeah, he's not Kawhi Leonard, he's not Kevin Durant, he's not. Is he going to be that? No, he's, it's that's not going to happen.
1: But
0: and you need that but, player to contend to. But he- but he, he
1: is an elite player. Like, yeah. I I look at Griffin, too, and, and Kyle kind of brought up. Like, he's he is putting up different numbers and doing different things than what he was doing in L.A. And I think that he's at a point where he probably wants to win. Mm-hmm. You know, win a title. Like, I think you mature – we all mature, well, sort of, as we get older. And our
0: wives wouldn't think so, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we're convinced
1: we have. In some ways we do. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, I think that – like, he's 30. And I look at 30 – and I'm like, I want to be like, that's old. But then it's not, like, because I'm 30. Like I'm, but LeBron's 34, and LeBron's still playing at an elite level. I mean, he's <laughs> won titles between 30 and 34. I mean, or been in that contention, right? So, mm-hmm. I I think that he is he's better than not having him. You know, like that, without a doubt, that's true. And, so, I, so... and let me hold on, let me finish. Like, can the Pistons find a way? to build around him a little bit and either either get back to what the Pistons were doing when we were contending and, or, you know, adopt a way of something like the Spurs were there for so many years because they, they had the right pieces in place. They didn't necessarily have the soup. They had Tim Duncan who was definitely a hall of famer and a superstar. Don't get me wrong.
0: I guess Blake could kind of fit that mold. Yeah. And, and I don't think, and I
1: don't think that Duncan was, Leonard or LeBron or you know, you're right Durant. yeah, I think he was a different style of dominant presence, and I think that if if we can kind of if if we can kind of go around that with Blake and add some pieces around him, maybe we can tend in the east again, I think the East is week, even though I kind of got backfired on that, knowing that I said, <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because the West is going to win anyway, and the East wins, but um that was you know uh, an outlier it, sure i mean who else is there to contend with if they can get a couple pieces and i don't and sam like going back on something you brought up in the past like who wants to go to detroit so they're going to have to rebuild a little bit through the draft if that's that's your argument if they can get a couple pieces
0: yeah and, that, and that's kind of that's what we'll get into next and and that's where i i really feel this year in particular, when they bought at the deadline to try to get into the playoffs, I thought they should have been, you know, selling a piece or two that they m- may have been able to get rid of. I-, I have no idea. And and try to get into that lottery. And I think we, we saw in the lottery that, you know, th- there are some teams that-, that moved up a lot. I mean, the Pelicans moved up six spaces. The Grizzlies moved up six spaces. Uh the Lakers who traded and ended up trading to the Pelicans moved up seven spaces. It's like, I mean, the Pistons are stuck at 15 either way by just sneaking into the playoffs. And that did us absolutely no good where if you lost, let's say you traded away a a few extra players and then you shut down Blake the way that I believe they should have, you had been in right right in line with, with where these teams are that moved up top you know, top two, top five. And you, that's when you're getting an actual game-changing player.
2: Yeah. Now, the, you have to remember this draft, this lottery, went a little crazy and was – I mean, neither of the two teams yeah. who were supposed to get the number one pick. Got yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, you're right. It went absolutely crazy. A, it went crazy. And we yeah. were not a part of that craziness. And we, I felt like we should have been. I felt like I, that was the better decision.
2: That's kind of a hindsight is twenty twenty, and I'm not. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So, look. So we're talking draft. I again, I'm not happy with where the Pistons sit, and as I start naming off these, some of these players that that go way before the Pistons draft, I think we'll kind of we'll see what what the Pistons are stuck with, and what you know how are they going to turn this player into an actual franchise changing or someone that can at least be a piece to, to the next step. So Kyle, you're, you're more of our, our, our basketball guys. So we're going to play, play a little bit of a, a draft game here where I, I found this, this uh, mock draft could not tell you who it is. Could not tell you. I actually, no, I actually got it from um, tankathon. Have you guys ever gone on that website? It is the dumbest website you'll ever see. It's just basically like a way that you can. They call it Tankathon, so like you're tanking to get get into the lottery, and then you sim the lottery, and then you get mock drafts and all of that good stuff. Man, Never it was one it. of my. What's that? Never heard of it. it it's a fun website, and I'll check it out. I spent a lot of time on it this year with the Red Wings and Pistons, just trying to figure out like the best thing to do. So, Kyle, um. If you're ready, I'm I'm going to start naming off this mock draft. And then once I'm done with the uh, Celtics pick, which was traded by somebody I can't see by the logo, but um, once I'm done at, with them at 14, you're going to have a list of of, of players that, that are available. And I want you to make that pick for the Pistons and tell us wh- why you think that's the right pick. So this is going to get a little boring here, but we'll get through it and – This is then tell us who you think the Pistons should take, not who you think they will take, but who you would take in this situation. So, here we go. Mock draft music. Boom. boom, boom. All right. That's good. Number one, Zion Williams. Number two, John Morant. Number three, R.J. Barrett. Number four, Jarrett Culver. Number five, DeAndre Hunter. Number six, Darius Garland. Number seven, Kobe White. Number eight, Cam Reddish. Number Reddish nine, Seko Dwayambuya. No idea if I I'd pronounced that right. No, I did not. Doesn't matter. From, from,
2: from France.
0: Yeah. From France. Uh, number 10, Jackson Hayes. Take him off the board. Number 11, Brandon Clark. Number 12, Bull Bull out of Oregon. He's a
2: center.
0: <laughs> Bol Bol. B-O-L-B-O-L. Is that a real name? 100.
2: Yes, it's Manute Bol's son. <sighs>
0: Whatever. I trust you. He's it's 100, it's 100 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> Number 13 to Miami. P.J. Washington out of Kentucky. Number 14 goes to the Celtics. Goga Adze. Yes. All right. So here we are at 15. Took us way too long to get here. Some great names left the board already Kyle you got a few to look at you got Romeo Langford. you got Nikhil Alexander Walker you got Nasir Little is there are one of those names who you're going with or is there someone else that stands out to you
2: the first one you said I, I would immediately draft Romeo Lankford from Indiana
0: yeah so he's, um, he's 19 he'll be 20 years old yes yeah, why, so- why do you like him
2: Here's the reason. So you have you have Blake, you have Andre Drummond, you have Reggie Jackson. I what you don't have is a shooting guard. Uh so it's a position they need to fill. Um he is he is exactly what I was saying. Like he the guy can score. I think he I'm trying to I think he averaged almost 17.
0: I'm seeing nine yeah, seventeen four. Okay. I'm
2: um but he his he had a broken bone in his hand like all year. Yeah,
0: he missed a lot of time uh, or or just
2: played injured. Yes. And he played ill, he played a ton injured. Um it yeah, Indiana wasn't the greatest. Um, but he's a great, like he's a great pick and roll player. Um I think he can be a pro level guy out of Indiana. Um that I'm trying to read. I'm trying to read now because I was just reading about him not that long ago because they said there's a chance he might still be available. Yeah. I mean, I think he was all – he was Big Ten all-freshman. He was – I mean, Mr. Basketball Indiana, like, you know, had a ton of –
0: Yeah, if you're not a Big Ten fan, you really don't know a whole lot about this guy because he wasn't – Lighting up the the point the, the sure. stats yeah. enough for
2: well, his and also his name is not Zion Williamson.
0: Exactly. So. Yeah. So <laughs> there are other people in the draft other than <laughs> right. Zion. Believe it or not, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I you know that that is a name that I really like. So so this mock draft here, they have Nasir Little out of North Carolina. Okay. Which, I mean, what is he a, ass shooting shooting yeah. forward shooting. or strong forward, whatever SF means in basketball. I mean,
2: kind of go between the two. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I, but But they do have, they have Romeo Langford going 16 to the, to the magic on this mock draft. So. Okay. You know, I, I remember watching Langford play a few times and I I liked what I saw. Like you can tell that his athleticism is there and I think two years from now. Yeah. He could be a player to have on your team. But also, so two like, years from now, we don't have you know Blake Griffin's deals expiring, Andre Drummond's deals expiring. Like it's is a completely yeah. different team. Is he, you know, your Kawhi Leonard of the draft or or what? But
2: yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, and that's kind of what the article I was reading was saying. Without his injuries, they think he's a lottery pick. So if he's still there, um, grab him because I mean he's got to stay healthy, obviously. But it's a thing in his hands, so it's not like. You know, it's not like he has bad knees or has something like that. Um, yeah,
0: I think Greg Oden had a broken hand, and he turned out just fine. <laughs> is that even true? I think it was a hand injury that he had, wasn't it? No, you're, was you're thinking,
2: was of, it? no it was his knees. Oh, right, at least when he was in the NBA, I thought.
0: Yeah, I don't. I think it started with a hand injury, but sorry.
2: You're thinking of Joel Zamaya, is who you're thinking of.
0: <laughs> Joel Zemaya. again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I really like Romeo Langford. The the one name that that keeps coming up to me that, that his stock is completely falling is the Kevin Porter Jr. out of UFC or, or sorry UFC, USC USC. Yeah. I I hear that he's one of the toughest you know talents to grade. Like nobody knows where he's gonna go. It's it's a very hard. But I mean he was one of the top prospects coming out right, and he yeah. he's had his issues at USC or in college in general. Right. I mean, what, what would you think about – is that a reach at 15 to take him? I mean, he's got a crap ton of talent. He
2: does, yeah. No, I don't think so because I don't – that's the NBA, man. I think you <laughs> – there are so many busts in the NBA. There are. So, um, no, I don't think that's a bad pick either necessarily. I, he would have been on – I think the one I was looking at today had him at – what? what did you say, at 20? The,
0: the, the, I don't have it. He's not even drafted okay. in what I have in front of me. Um, okay. I, I, think the one I, I saw only have through 17. 20. So, yeah, okay, and, and he's going to be right uh-huh. around there. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I look at it as just if it's a risk, like, the Pistons are in a position to take a risk because they need talent. They need talent. They need yeah. someone that can take a little of the load off of, of Blake. And, yeah. you know be be the steal in the draft because that's what the Pistons exactly. need to find at 15. You're not going to get the top player obviously. So you have to get a absolute steal in the draft. You need yeah. the
1: right you need the right player. You got to really gonna, hit this one right. If if you if you're you trying to win now, you need to hit it right because you got to find somebody that's going to fit into the mix that you have that you're trying to build around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you it, it's tough to take a flyer on somebody that's just oh, they got a ton of talent. They look really good at times. They can shoot the lights out. Yeah. Cool. But do they fit into what you're doing and what you want to do? And my question is, is it fitting around Blake Griffin and possibly Drummond? I mean, I don't – is that what you want to – is, is If you're going to build around them guys, then they better fit in that situation.
0: Yeah, and that's what we keep – that's what we're, we continuously are told like by Ed Stefanski and, and, and just the, the Pistons, you know, regime. They're just like, hey, we're all in. We have our three. We're, we're ready to go. It's like, for me, I, I look at it, if you stay at 15 and don't trade up to get the player you want, let's say they move up to get Cam Reddish or they – Heck, I mean, can you move up to four where the Pelicans are trying to move down to down from and get Jarrett Culver? Or some something along those lines. It's like if this organization moves up and gets aggressive, fully aggressive and fully is buying in to get the player they want. That'd well, be exciting, right? Like that would get me to buy in. If they sit there at 50 and I and I know this this game that we were playing, I, I said no trades, nothing along those lines. Right. But I look at is it, like if you can find a way to move up to get the player you want that fits what you're doing, and you're saying, hey, Sam, I know you don't like it, but we're going to go all in, and we're going to double down on it. Dude, you got my attention, and I'm like, good, go for it, because you've already screwed up what I want to see happening. So do it your way, but continue to do it your way, and buy in fully. Do the Dave Dombrowski. It just I don't care about the future and we're going to get whatever's going to get us to the next step.
1: And on the yeah. flip side of that, if they can't move up and they can't do what they want, then like and you don't love a guy that you're taking, then do I take less move to down. move down. Like yeah. Get and, more
0: assets for the following year or or whatever and, it takes.
1: I don't And yeah, exactly. Maybe that maybe that isn't getting a lot. You know, maybe that only means that you're you're getting a second round pick and I don't know a future first round. It, that would be sweet, but I, I think you have to have both plans in mind. If if that's what they're trying to yeah. do, if you're trying to move up and it doesn't work out because the team doesn't like your offer, and you don't, you're not in love with a guy, get out of there. Add another body okay and see that. if you can.
0: You but mean, I mean does will I, anybody want to move up for the 15th pick either? I'm just
1: not convinced though that there's a huge difference between 15 and 30 and I don't, I think every team in the leagues probably look at it the same no, thing. No.
0: There's not. Because, but there's because a big there's so difference many between bust. there's a big difference between 5 and 15. There's a big for difference sure. between 7 and 15. And that's in this right.
2: draft. In this draft there's a big difference between 10 and 15 cuz like Cam Reddish at 8 or 11 or
0: yeah. Or set, like, they have Cam Rush at eight. Steel. And if you can get Cam Rush at eight, at eight? that is That's a steel. unbelievable. Yeah. I, I know yeah. there's a lot of questions about that kid, but, I mean, he went to oh, do there, there shouldn't be. <laughs> he was unbelievable. The only reason why is because he had Zion in front of him and six, RJ eight. Barrett in front of him that was yeah. getting all the love. His wingspan is seven,
1: one. Oh, I didn't know wow. that. Wow. <laughs> like his, his wingspan is almost twice as me.
0: That's insane. And, he, so, and why would and why in the world would he be eight? Like, that may That's like, crazy. Length is what was so Tayshaun's important. wingspan? I mean, right.
1: NBA. Sorry to bring Tayshan up, but like Tayshaun. remember we oh, talked up. about his wingspan? Like so this guy's actually got talent
0: and has a seven one wingspan. Yeah. yeah. So good Lord. Dude, I mean if Pistons can move up to eight and get Cam Reddish, I would be Punk. Like that that's same, what I would uh, love to see. Like
2: same wingspan, Trav, seven two. Wow.
0: Wow. The wingspan yeah. is so important in the NBA. And yeah. dude, Cam can play too. It's not like he's oh, he just can. a long dude. <laughs> like,
2: oh.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's exciting. I, it'll be interesting to see what what kind of kind of moves continue to happen. The the NBA, the draft confuses me so much because you have you know the the Lakers are gonna make this pick, but it's actually gonna be for the Pelicans. So is he gonna put on a Lakers hat? Or is he gonna put on a Pelicans hat? Are the Pelicans gonna actually trade it to? Who knows what? Like who's making these picks? It's it's so confusing. And you got trades after picks, and I don't know. I don't get into it a whole lot, but
2: it moves around a lot, man.
0: Yeah, and, and, and yeah, I tell confusing. you what, the Pistons get aggressive and move up. I they'll they'll have my attention, but if they aren't, then I'm. I it, I feel like you're just you're comfortable where. You're at, and and you're not going to get out of the 15 spot, one way or the other. Like you have to either go can all in, and move up, or I don't know. It's I don't like where they're at 15, but I don't see them moving from that point. Where where this roster is going to be next year? They're going to be right at 15 again. They're going to be just good enough to make the playoffs, but way bad enough to even come close to winning a playoff game. So yeah.
2: Yeah, I hear you.
0: So that was fine. I hope I hope that was a good conversation. Kyle, I appreciate all of, all of your feedback with that uh NBA stuff. I think it was it was good. To, good to hear. I appreciate you kinda of giving us, you know, a little bit of hope that, that you can find. So I, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't I mean you kind of were trying to sell yourself on that, I think too.
2: So. yeah, there there's definitely some of that too. So yeah. <laughs>
0: I I've, I could vent about the Pistons all day long because I just, I don't like the direction they're going. I'm not saying tanking's the way to go, but at the same time I am because I'd rather
1: tank. Star driven league. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And in a, a star driven league, you, you have to find your star. And I know people will argue that Blake Griffin's their star, but I just, I think he'd be much better as a number two.
2: Yeah.
0: And you have to find that, that, Star that can just say, "Hey boys, hop on my back because I'm gonna be shooting from everywhere today." Yeah. Like, I mean, Blake. I mean, he's what a consistent, let's say twenty, twenty-five to thirty-two points, but he will never hit that thirty-five to forty-five points that you need every now and then,
2: right? Yeah, I mean, he's done it a few times, but yeah. he is a better so have number, I. number two. I doubt that. No, uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, I – no, is he a guy to build a franchise around? I don't – it's what we have. I know that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So, it's better so than all right. Them. Yeah, so from the Bad Pistons, we're going to jump over to the Bad Red Wings. Oh. We're going to do a little more of the draft game. We're going to talk about some Eisenman comments. Um. Well, let's just jump right into the draft game. You guys good, to, good with that?
1: Oh, yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. So we'll start with that, and then we'll kind of dis- discuss what we want them to see at like more long-term. All right, so Trav, this one's more to you, more of a hockey-minded guy. Um, Red Wings are at number six, so I'm going to name off the five picks that it's on this draft, this mock draft from uh, Tankathon again. Um, Good. It's pretty standard, top five, so kind of lays out pretty well. So number one to the Devils, Jack Hughes, no-brainer. Everybody's saying it's going to happen. Rangers who just went out and and got uh Jacob Truba. Man they're they're they are looking to contend next year. So they were they were uh I want to say the sixth worst team in the league somewhere around there. They moved up four spots and got uh the number 2 pick. They have taking Coppola. Before we go any farther, I mean the Rangers are like I said I said trading for Co- Truba. They still have uh Holy smokes their goalie's name is just Escaping me completely. What's the goalie's Lundqvist. name? Lundqvist. Thank you, Micah. And, and and they so they went out and got a defenseman. They're going to get Kapo Kako. Man, I think they're a team that could go from from bad to good very quickly. Number yeah, three, yeah. sorry, yeah, God. Number three to the Chicago Blackhawks, Blackhawks who moved up nine spots in the lottery, taking Bowen Byram defenseman. <clears throat> that was who I want. Number four, the Avalanche from the Senators, Alex Turcott out of the USA under 18 team, a Jack Hughes teammate. Number five to the Kings, Trevor Zigres. So Travis, the Red Wings are on the clock. You got Dylan kozens you got the silly Pod Colson, Krebs, Soderstrom, Doc, Dotch, Kirby Dotch. Cole Caulfield still on the board. I mean, Trev, where are you going, buddy? I'm gonna take
1: all the time and decide. No, just kidding. I'm going (laughs) Matt,
0: Matthew (laughs) Boldy, Matthew Boldy. So the left winger out of USA. Yes. Ooh. Okay. So I like. Go ahead. All right. Well, so in this mock draft, they have him at 11. Okay. For the the Philadelphia Flyers, that does not mean you are wrong. Don't get me wrong. I mean, from what we hear, it's basically a crapshoot from, you know, four. Right. We got 16. To, so, get,
1: to get here, yeah. yeah right. so, so,
0: Matthew Boldy, what do you got right, for so
1: me? The reason I like him, he, he can shoot from anywhere. Um, he's a great shot. He's a pretty good size. I think he's about 6'3". Um, he played with Hughes. He's another national development team guy. Um, he the, He's become a very good two-way player. That was one of the downsides that, like, early on that, like, people were worried that he couldn't play both sides of the ice, but he has gotten better at that. Um, and has seems to have a great attitude, which is what everybody at least is saying, um, willing to work. I think that the Wings just needed another pure goal scorer. And I I think that he would fit great into what they're trying to do.
0: Yeah, um, he, he kind of fits the mold of what we've seen the last several drafts with with uh, Mantha. Exactly, um, yeah. Rasmussen. Uh, You know, size. Let's just have another guy that can score score goals. Yeah. Yeah. You you can't miss on, like,
1: if you keep taking guys like that, eventually you're going to have people that can score goals. Right. And especially we talked earlier. uh, Right. We talked about earlier about whether we're going to stick with Mantha or he's going to move on. Regardless, like, another guy that can come in and score. And I, I really like this U.S. national development team concept and i i like taking guy i think they're doing it right and um I, I really am excited about taking somebody from that program and i think Boley might be the steal it, you know he they say he's a really good skater i think jack hughes is just such a phenomenal skater that he stands out even on a team like that yeah but Boldy, at least the things that i've read and um and watch some film on him and things like he's he seems to me like a solid skater.
0: Yeah. And you oh, can score. I, yeah, and look, I I I cannot tell you you're wrong. Don't get I I cannot tell you you're wrong. And that's perfectly fine. So this mock draft they have Kirby Dock out of Saskatoon, 6-4, so a little bit bigger. He's more they they have him as a center. I mean, I cannot imagine a 6-4 center like I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong. That that's really big, lanky. He can't. I don't know a whole lot about the guy. He can't. He probably can't skate. Like the wind being 6'4". but the frame just reminds me of a winger, uh, which was kind of fits the same mold as uh, Boldy, like you mentioned. Um, the one that I, I look at and I keep hearing a whisper, whispers is is Cole Caulfield. He he's also part of that that uh, Jack Hughes line and in that same team they have a center right wing he's 5'6 155 and they have him going in the top 12 I mean how like my
1: size yeah
0: how crazy is that like have you ever imagined a 5'6 player getting drafted in the top 15 in this day and age like well if you look back three so years 72
1: NHL, times what's that is that right
0: 72 goals is that right insane yeah that Cole Caulfield kid, yeah, yeah. That's the guy who's 5'6"? six. Yeah, he's Whoa. scoring, dude. He scores from anywhere, and it's it's cool to see. I mean, I, hard
1: compete. I mean, yeah, I think because we're short hockey players, maybe we're just
0: like, ooh, yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, he's got to be good then, like, yeah. yeah but I can relate. Wow. Jack Hughes is five ten, so he's not like. That like much. Seventy-two record, goals. Was it? Is it
1: because Jack? Hul- Jack Hughes had like what seventy something assists? Is he just setting this dude up with
0: tap-ins, or I guess yeah. I haven't been able to watch enough of them as I'd like to. They absolutely dominated teams. So they were they were putting up, you know, ridiculous goals numbers. And stuff. Yeah, right. Well, so obviously, those best players are are going to, you know, have that. You have those padded stats, which is fine. Like that—that's what gets the people's attention. Go for it, dude. Like I'm not telling you to hold back or anything like that. So, it, it's in it'll be very interesting to see the way that, like, is Jack Hughes the one that was leading? You know, um, the the Matthew Boldy or the the Cole Caulfield guys of the world that was giving them a better name. You know, even Cam York out of USA Development, they have him at 15 going to the Canadians. Like, you have two defensemen and three forwards in the top 15, all out of the USA Development team. That that is a different world. That is a different NHL. And well, it's awesome, know, yeah. And and Trev, I like I said, I I can't tell you're wrong with the Matthew Boldy pick. Like, they this. This mock draft happened to have that Kirby Dodge. Then they have that Dylan Kozins, uh the Vasily Pod Kolzin out of Russia U18, who who had a really good uh, world juniors. Um, there's just talent all across the world right now that right. It, it's amazing it's, to see this USA U18, who's pretty much right it, in our backyard. Like, it's literally. And that's what, and that's what I just
1: love about Boldy. Like another thing that I, have been reading a ton about him and his hockey sense. And I think that the, this national development team is teaching that anyway, but like to have him like stand out and say he has maybe the best hockey sense out of that amazing group. Like we know, we talk about this a lot, coaching and playing, like the puck finds you because you know where to be. Yeah. Right. And so I want guys that know where to be and are going to fit. And I, yeah, it's, it's fun to, and maybe I'm biased. I'm a U.S. history and U.S. government teacher. Like I want an American. I don't know what. To <laughs> tell you. Like I know there's some other guys on a that that could fit it, but and I and maybe I don't follow them as much. But there was a few other guys that I was kind of battling between. But um, I think Boldy fits well in what we're trying to do right now.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, you kind of mentioned you know, is, is it Jack Hughes that that's making these guys with all these stats and is really the one leading, you know, in my brain went right to Alex DeBrincat for, for the Chicago Blackhawks. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's five, 165 pounds his rookie year. He had 41 goals, 35 assists. You know, people were looking oh. at him as, well, well, I think it was his rookie. I guess it doesn't matter if it was rookie or not, but I mean, people were saying, well, was that all because of him playing? Like, so he had really good stats in, in juniors when he was playing with um, Connor McDavid. And everybody's like, well, is that the reason why? Or is he actually legit? And, and I think he's proven that that's, that's not the case. Um, right. And, and you wonder if if these guys, if, if we're even undervaluing them because they are playing with Jack Hughes. Right. You know what I mean?
1: It's a great point. So. And- is, let me just ask you a question quickly on that. Like, do you think then that Jack Hughes is not as good? I Like, because there's just exceptional players around him? Like, he's playing with the best players in the country?
0: Not only is he playing with the best players in the country, he's – I'm not sure the talent that he's playing against every day in and day out. It's not the OHL. You're not getting against – like, I know they, they do play against those same teams and they play against college teams and all that stuff, but their their schedule is not nearly as, as tough as you're ever going to see in the NHL. And I, I wonder how these USA U18 players are going to develop. There's obviously been some very good players that come out of there, but they are few and far between. Like, yeah, you can say that the top-level guys that – you know, Phil Kessel – Is one example who's who just came on and and had a great career so far, but I I just don't know. Like it'll, it's just a waiting game, and 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 that's really what what the NHL becomes. It's it it is a crapshoot because just as much as these can't miss prospects come through, like you you will miss. There are first overall picks that completely miss and never sniff the NHL and never really become anything and at six that as the red wings are what do you do i mean is that a good place to be because there's no pressure you're not you don't have to take jack hughes you don't have to take Capo i i don't know it's it'll be interesting but i like eisman said like he's saying we're going to take the best player available the best player that we thinks available, we're going to take, and no questions asked. We don't care if we're at six, and we could have got him at twelve. We're going to take him at six because that's where we are, and I think that's exactly what what we should be hearing um, with, with the Red Wings draft. Like, and this is just a, another way to look at it. So they have the sixth overall pick, and then they also have they have three second round picks. That is that is great to have. Don't get me wrong. Second round picks turn out almost as well as first round picks. Really, like the they're there. On the same
2: is, percentage. Yeah,
0: yeah it's got to be pretty close. Yeah. I mean, would would we com- do we completely trust Isman that no matter what he does, we're just gonna be like, hey, go for it, bud. Like you're you're our guy. We trust you one hundred percent. Yes. I mean, if he decided to take two of those second round picks and move up three spots to get Bowen Byram, the the top defenseman in the draft, like, are we okay with that? Is that giving up too much? Are we. No. You don't think so?
2: We. I think it I mean he proved himself to a certain extent down uh, in Tampa Bay. And also. A little
0: bit, yeah. (laughs) Right.
2: When you listen to his press conferences, like, this man is crazy. Like, he wants. To win so badly,
0: yeah.
2: um, Sam. You and I were texting about that the other day. Like he just—he's a machine. It seems like he's
0: like, like man on a mission. Like, like he's living. Yeah, he's guys. on a mission.
1: Yeah. yeah. Spending all his hours on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if you guys caught that 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 press conference that Kyle and I are talking about, but dude that is the most candid I've ever heard him talk to, to the press. And there are some idiots in that press conference. Yeah. Like some (laughs) of those questions are like, dude, like, what do you expect this dude? (laughs) Like, what do you expect Eisenman to say? Right. Side point. (laughs) He said a lot more than I ever thought he would. Like when they asked, you know, have, have you taken any calls? No, we, we haven't taken any calls. It's kind of, we're, we're not worried about that right now. We're, we're letting Things settle. We'll we we'll, I'll probably get on the phone later today or tomorrow, and and start working out the deals, working the phones, getting a feel of of what's happening. But one thing that I love that that he said was, they're completely confident they're going to get a very good player at six. So that kind of kind of makes me think he he's comfortable there. But at the same time, if if he wants to move up a couple spots and get Alex Turcott or like I already said, Bowen Byram uh, out of Vancouver, man. I'd be okay with that, and and that's that's kind of the name that keeps coming, catches my eye is is Bowen Byram. Like, I mean, could he do a little bit of a fall, like Zadina did, so the Red Wings could take Zadina? Because I've I've heard a lot about Alex Turcott in, in, in jumping down to Cole Caulfield. The way that this league's going, like the, there are teams that could probably even draft him in the top five. So, could Bowen Byram fall to five where Red Wings need to move up that? It's all sudden, I mean, we'll... we'll because s- of, like, the unpredictability of defensemen, is that... It, well, it, it's not only the unpredictability of defensemen, it's the unpredictability of, of, of all of these players. And, you know, the they're all so raw yet. I mean, they're 18 years old, these kids. And hockey's one of those sports that you either get that man strength that you can play at the next level, or it just never comes to you. And there are some players, like, I'm looking at the size. We already talked about Caulfield, you know, 5'6". You got Jack Hughes, 5'10", 161. I mean, you got some small kids there that you're basically banking on that they get that man strength, or 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 they might not be able to survive this league. So it's just they're all so raw. We don't know anything about them because they are 18, and nobody really follows junior hockey in the states nearly as much as, as i wish we would like yeah. i mean we're, we were just talking about the basketball draft like i was naming 15 players and we all know their their names we all know what schools they played for i mean can yeah, you tell me where dylan cozen's played no, no idea. I, it, exactly and, and i don't blame you for that that's just the way it, it works in this league and we're just basically trusting our
1: organizations that, well that's what's that's what's so crazy about hockey, though, like how broad the scouting is, too. Like, think about how many players are around the world in hockey.
0: There's a lot.
1: And so so you're trusting your small scouting staff to not only know the best players in the United States, but across the world. And so I think it's getting easier with technology to be able to, like, watch film and, and see. but. It's still not perfect. Yeah. you still, still have to so be able much- to like identify talent. And how easy is it for people to be like, "Oh, he's got, he looks good. He's got a great size. He's, he can skate. He can shoot. Lights yeah. out. Like, yeah. cool. But is he gonna fit into your organization? What you're looking to do? And is, does he have the heart to become great?
0: Yeah, exactly. And and I feel like it'd be so much like I could be an NBA scout because all I'd have to do is turn on the ESPN, and boom, they're gonna spoon feed yeah. me the top, right. top twenty players, and I'll just be like, you know, I'm I'm really high on this Langford guy, <laughs> and I look right, like yeah. I look like a genius because thanks to the ESPN. So
2: yeah, the it's ESPN. a
0: different world. You have to trust your scouting staff. It'll be very interesting to see if Eiserman even moves back in the draft. Like, I mean, obviously coming out of 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 uh, Tampa, was he already, you know, focused on let's say a twenty five to 32 pick what what does he know most about this draft will he be comfortable at six or will he just be trusting somebody that he doesn't know if he can quite trust yet so um it'll be interesting what what i really like is Eisman has his options to do exactly what he wants he can be patient he can be aggressive but it's still being patient at the same time because he's not spending a crap ton of money and putting this team in and um a terrible cap situation, but like I said, with the draft picks, we're we're loaded in drafts the next three years, really so far, which we'll probably add a couple more this year in the, in the, at the trade deadline. But I mean, we, we have three second round picks. I, I'd even be okay in, in fully trust Eisman If let's say somebody falls, let's say a defenseman falls or, or heck, if you can move into the top 25 and get the top goalie in the draft, and you only have to move up x amount of spaces give up a a draft pick or two and move into that first round like th- th- his options are there and i'm very excited about it um you know let's say a a Valeno type player falls like he did last year i uh, i'm okay with Eisenman jumping back into late in the first round to, to get that player that if he thinks it's a good fit and he if he thinks the value, the value is there so um I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts on, on the NHL draft um, necessarily. Uh, don't really want to get too much into free agency and, and the direction we want to go. But I, I think we can all agree, Iserman, we, we trust him because he's proven it. Yeah, He's completely proven it. And he, you know, obviously press conferences aren't always what aren't – they're not always telling the truth. But the one thing you can tell in that press conference is, man – He is focused on something. Will he tell us fully what it is? No, but he has a game plan, and he's going to ride it, not caring what us Red Wing fans think, what the rest of the NHL thinks. He's just – He's a man on a mission. Yeah, he's a man on a mission, and he's going to do what he thinks is best for, can we say, his organization because of what he's done?
2: (laughs) Yeah, to a certain extent, yeah. Yeah. I mean
0: even even going back and I and I heard someone talking about this, I forget what station, um, doesn't matter, but uh even going into the ninety six, ninety seven series when they when they finally won the cup, when they got put over the edge, um Eisman was the one that kind of approached the organization heads and was like, Hey, I played with a Shanahan over the over the the off season. That's who I want like he was yeah. orchestrating t- like that team then like right. he he knows what it takes to win does he have a great pulse of what this team is and what it's missing hard to say but it's going to take some time and i think he can be aggressive he's in a position that he can be aggressive but at the same time being patient which i think is the key to really building this team to being what what we want them to be let's say 3 to 5 years from now and 3 one you know, year yeah 10 years from now if you will so i said one one you want it one, one. year <laughs> yeah.
2: no i no you you're right you're right
0: so i wish yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know the the caps opening up for for him it doesn't sound like the caps going to go up as much as they originally thought this year we'll see um, but at the same time, I, I really don't think that matters a whole lot where the Red Wings are at because I I don't think they should be spending money and reaching the top of that cap. Maybe buy out a player or two or player. We'll see. Uh, a lot a lot on the plate for Eisenman. I'm very excited for this for this draft to be done so we can start focusing on the you know where where the team's going and what what he's focused on uh, this year. So yeah. So draft talk. I hope you guys watch on, on Thursday. Watch the NBA draft. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, about what happens in the NBA and NHL draft next episode. Um, probably just more or less talk about the top picks. Maybe Eiserman gets aggressive. We'll see. Um, but before we before we jump into our beer grades, I I wanted to think. You know, we had we finally had like 75, 80 degree weather today, so it finally felt like summer. Uh, what is it, June eighteenth? I mean, holy smokes. It's like almost over. <laughs> and we're finally getting good weather. Haven't been in the pool yet. It's getting About good. time. But the warm weather, I was sitting at my desk, and I'm I'm thinking, man, those weekends around the grill, those weekends around the grill. Like, what are you guys' – do you have, like, a – Trev, I know you're, like, a big burger guy, but there's a lot of work that yeah. comes with burgers. When you're sitting there – Saturday afternoon with the family or with group, I mean, what do you want to grill? Like, what is your ideal summer meal that you can eat outside?
1: It, you know me. It's got to it's be a burger.
0: <laughs>
1: like, I love cooking a good burger on the grill. Hot dogs are cool, too, but, like, I love getting a burger on the grill that's just perfect. Yeah. Good seasoning. So mustard pickle? Oh yeah, simple to the point. Maybe throw Just some bacon. Back. Oh yeah, you got to throw a little bacon on there naturally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love it.
0: Yeah, are there any sides that you kind of go? With? I know you don't eat a whole lot of different things, but
1: you know what? You know what I occasionally like a little bit of grilled corn. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Are you able to eat
1: that on the cob? No, I can't cuz of my teeth cuz you knocked them out, but I would <laughs> I I like to cut it out.
0: You, oh, just so you cut, cut it like, like a yeah. So and I and like use year it year eat old. with a fork
1: because when I bite into it, my teeth will fall mm-hmm. out. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'll happen. Did Micah, Sam
1: really punch you? I didn't punch. Another you. day, another day.
0: Another day, another time. Yeah. Yeah. Great story. Can't wait to know the. It'll come right. out. It, we'll see. Sometimes. That'll be, be a good one. mike <laughs> I know you are like a big like. You just you love your meats, you love your beers, right? I mean, what's your go-to? What is your absolute favorite thing to grill or have somebody grill for you? Steak. Steak. No questions. Yeah. Medium rare. Okay. Is there a certain cut that you like? That's disgusting.
2: Oh, come on, Trav. Medium rare might be overcooked.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like New York strip uh, and a good ribeye.
0: Okay. Ribeye has a lot of the fat, like marble, right? Or my, you might think, or is that the? That's in New York. I'm not a big cut guy. Like I don't know the different cuts.
3: I I, I don't know the differences. I just know that I like
2: them. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, a ribeye will have more marbling, but anything. Boom! Let's go. That is no one knows the meats? Yeah, we have the meats. The marbling all depends on the cut of the or the how good it is. You got prime, choice. And select
0: so do you Mike, yeah. Do you like the the fat in the in the steak or are you more like the
2: I, I don't like
3: the fat i like the juices the, that the that fat comes with gives it is the meat bingo
0: that makes sense yeah. <laughs> kyle you look very offended by us not knowing the cuts i mean you you look like a smoker more than a griller is that a fair assessment
2: uh, that'd be yeah i'd probably use that more um but i can't like you can't disagree with micah nobody you can't you can't compare a burger to a steak. Like a steak is a
0: superior,
2: cut of meat. Like it's just, it's like you don't go to roost Chris or like
1: some great. Why well, go house, there? And you waste like, your money. the when you burger. Just get a good burger. <laughs> Cooked well, ketchup, mustard, pickle, boom.
2: <laughs> Cooked well, disgusting. It's you know, me-
1: sorry, medium uh, well, but. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so. I would say first steak, but the other one I love to do is the brisket, Um, and it it takes a really long time, but buy a full, like, pack of brisket. Um, I usually start, like, 11 or 12 on, like, a Friday night, and then then it'll be done by, say, 5 Saturday afternoon.
0: So that's, like, a 12-hour... Smoke? More. yeah, fifteen.
2: Fifteen. Um, Math is not. Oh, you, you can do you can do other things to speed it up and to make it faster and enough. But like, you give it that time and all that, everything breaks down. It's just it's it turns out real nice. So that kind of be my go to. Do you smoke a mean brisket? I smoke a very mean brisket, uh, and that's only because I've smoked. <laughs> Ten or more terrible briskets first. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's you a just work in progress.
2: It is. Yeah, I,
0: I look yeah. at like the the meats and like the smokers online all the time, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. I can do that. No way, no way I can do that. Like I don't have the first of all the patience or the trust to like in myself to to do that kind of stuff. Like I'm I'm the type of guy I'm gonna wake up or not wake up, but let's say one o'clock comes around, be like, you know what, I want to grill, and I'm gonna fire that thing right up, and I want to. Get it done. Cause I'm hungry now. Mm-hmm. Like I can't I my brain cannot plan that far ahead. But
2: that patience pays off,
0: man. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I bet it does. So hey, bring bring it on over. Smoke yeah. us a mean brisket.
2: A mean and brisket.
0: Can, and you can prove to me that 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 it's worth it because I'm not positive on it yet.
2: Oh boy. Oh, we could change your mind. We can yeah. change your mind real easy.
0: Challenge accepted, yeah. right?
2: Yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely.
0: So you know, I I love that we've all we all had kind of had different things. So Trav had the burgers, Micah had the steaks, Kyle had steaks, but also he was like pretty high on the brisket. Yes. For me, it is brats. Like I am a really brat fan. I absolutely love brats. I had a little spicy mustard, Ooh. onion. Ooh. Game over. Good What's night. What's your Favorite brat. All right, so that, that was kind of something that I wrote down. It's like it's not just any type of brat. Like the Johnsonville brats? No way. Like just a plain Ooh. brats, No way. Like I I'll, I'll eat the I'll eat them, not the Johnsonville. I'll eat plain brats. But I'm talking about like the local butcher, like Sobe Meats. They're yeah. bacon jalapeno, they're Philly cheese stick. You know, macaroni and cheese or whatever they have. Like they have so many different brats. They have a beer 30 brat that has like bacon and so many just cheese and oh it's so good and look i i have realized in my life that i stopped eating sides completely
2: like oh really if
0: if there if there's if there's potato salad and like mashed potatoes coleslaw like all that good stuff i'm not wasting plate space on that stuff i'm not wasting belly space on it like i'll have a third or a fourth brat, <laughs> sometimes, just so I can just get that. I, I absolutely love it. Dude, that's where I go to Sobe Meats right down the street. Oh, man. That's good stuff, man. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. You know, the, the problem with, with brats, though, is you, it's one of those that you have to prepare for. Luckily, my wife is very good at preparing because she'll, she'll toss those suckers in the oven you know, a couple hours before I'm going to throw them on the grill, and they're ready to go. Wow, oven first. Yeah, so she she bakes them. That's good. Wow. Kind of gets a good temperature, and then you just kind of, you know, sear them, get the grill flavored. So, um, yeah. So for me, it is brats. Like, man, I would eat those all day, every day.
2: You put them in the oven for a few hours before.
0: Yeah. Really? Okay. She she puts them in the oven. She puts. I think she either pours a beer into it or maybe just water. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes she puts beer. Sounds awesome. then, yeah. So, so then she kind of bakes them. I think she flips them halfway. We'll have to ask, I'll have to ask her so I can learn this. Um, right. and then, she, yeah, we, we toss them on the grill and they're a good temperature. Don't have to worry about the internal temperatures cause they're all been baking for so long. So
2: they're cooked. Yeah, yeah. that is nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I'm a brat and beer guy. I don't get me wrong. I love my burgers. I love my steak. I I generally try to stay away from steak because I I can never cook it as well as like, let's say Ruth Chris or even well, that's tough to live up to. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good steak places in this world. So I, I'd rather just pay for my steak than, than try to mimic what they're doing because they do it so well. So
2: you can um, do it better. It's not that hard.
0: Yeah. I, you know, it's probably just going to take some practice. That's one thing that Andrew and I do every Valentine's day is we just, I always do like a grilled steak dinner for I was just I don't know, we've always done it. She makes a dessert. i do the grilled steak and oh, I it. like that. Yeah. So kind of a fun little story that nobody needed to know, but
2: No, I enjoyed you it.
0: Do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So that that's kinda it was fun. Maybe we could do a Twitter poll. Can we do a Twitter poll on that? We we would all have our own there, right? Trav's got his grilled burgers. Kyle's got his smoked brisket. Mike has got his grilled to perfection steak and I got my flavored brats.
2: Can my be a mean brisket though? It's a mean yes.
0: brisket. Yeah. Cause you're definitely not a nice okay. yes. Nobody, <laughs> Everyone knows you're not nice. Nobody's ever accused me of that. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're, ter- you're just one of the least personable people I've ever met. Oh, that's, that's unfair. <laughs> it's hurtful, quite frankly. <laughs> so all right, well let, let's real quick, let's jump into our beer grades. Do you guys do you guys have any particular order? I mean, let's let's just start from the top here. I mean, Micah, remind everybody what you drank and give it a quick grade for everybody.
3: It was a shorts brewing, not unofficial, dry hopped India pale ale with mango and guava. It was a joint session with Laganitas. I'd give it I don't know, six point two. It's not my jam. It's it's good though.
0: Solid, solid.
3: solid.
0: Well, I, as soon as I heard "not unofficial" again, my brain's like, "No, like that, Did they do that on purpose? Not unofficial. <laughs> they could have. Yeah. Not official or unofficial, or am I just going crazy?
2: No, that's the double negative. Yes. Okay, they, so they yeah, did yeah. do it on
0: purpose. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, Trav, what do you got, buddy? Again, I had the whoppy
1: whoppy from One uh, Well and Kalamazoo. The can itself is probably like a nine. Yeah, a it's a nice can. Cool can. But the beer, I, I i hate to go back to back to just lower grades, but maybe like 5, 8. Yeah. Like, I, I don't hate it. I don't love it. Like, compared to the other ones I've had, it's just not there. Like, yeah. it's just another beer, honestly, with a cool can. It's better than a Bud Light, better than a Coors Light. Yeah. Better than any beer made out of Ohio. But that's, I mean, but it needs some work. It, it was, it was all right.
0: Yeah. Good stuff, Kyle. Maybe, it's the,
1: maybe it's the. Sorry, one more thing. Oh, maybe yeah, no, the,
0: go for it. This is your, this is your time, Traps.
1: My time. Maybe it's the Packers colors. <laughs> that just draws oh, me off. Fantastic
3: colors. Oh
1: boo! <laughs> <Ugh>. boo. <laughs> Packers.
2: Oh. All right, Kyle. Um, wait, real quick. Had you guys heard? Like, have any of you heard of this brewing company?
0: Yeah. So, funny story. Funny story. Big
2: Lake Brewing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, one of my favorite shows, uh, Big Drew and Jim, on ninety six one from three to six. Uh, it's local. It, they also are on uh, WDFN in Detroit. Uh, they they were a sponsor for a while. I think they might be somewhat related to like the Big E's restaurant chain that's kind of exploding here in Grand Rapids.
2: Oh uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Um. But yeah, funny story is I actually bought a beer from uh Great uh Big Lake Big Lake Brewing. And I was going to do it, but then I, I kind of changed paths here with with the with the grading. But yeah, I I've heard of it. Okay, That's yeah. Question. <laughs> I don't, and I bought one today and I just didn't drink it. So, sorry, go ahead.
2: Um, I don't know if I don't know if this is allowed or not, but this beer tastes good. I'm worried it's going to try to kill me later. Yeah, uh, there's a yes. lot of like, there's a lot of citrus to it, <laughs> and I'm worried that at like 3 a.m. I'm going to wake up with heart, with heartburn that's trying to kill me. <laughs> so I'm going to give this beer a six point five. Six point five, just out of fear of what's coming. Yes, because of fear. So if it's if it doesn't do it to me. I'll let you guys know next week and I'll and I'll raise it but yeah it's good but I'm sure it's going to try to kill me yeah. I'm positive. So you said 6.5? 6.5 yes 6.5
0: sir. 6.5 with the potential to raise to if it if it's if it does
2: not touch me I'd say 7.5. Yeah. I you're yeah. So it, yeah, it drinks really easy. Um I do like the citrus flavor. I just um yeah. I'm just, ever since I took the first sip, I'm like, well, I better find some Zantac Pepsi or something.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's so for me, to for me today, I, I have uh from parent brewing company, Micah, read it up for the, for the fans.
3: Kavikin it real. It's kind of like it keeping it real.
0: <laughs> so it, it's a part of their side hustle series, which not sure what that means, but it's got to be cool. So, Kamsack Park, Michigan. Um, very good brewery. I, I love their beer. Very, very good stuff. It's a Nordic IPA. Uh, little citrus. A lot of, lot of citrus smells to it as I was pouring it into my mug. Um, good. It's another one of those hazy IPAs that I like a lot. So, I'm, I'm going to go 7.9. 7.9. Whoa. Yeah, I, I'm very happy with this beer um, I think uh, the, the fan that, that Posted this one uh, Gave it an 8.5 So I, I went a little lower Maybe she's right Maybe I'm right, nobody knows Until they try it So everybody head out to uh, Parent and Brewing Company or, or buy a six pack from your local provider And post a grade Because We want to know who's right out of the the, the Two of us so we're going to put it out there. So um, before, we, before we head out, there are a couple more things that, that I think are worth mentioning. Uh, for me, w- the, the reports actually came out today or a little bit yesterday. It's kind of all up there. But Matthew Stafford was playing with some broken bones in his back down the stretch, which, yeah, awesome. Quarterback is is tough, and he'll he Which punch. just fires you right up. Oh. No, oh no, hold on, hold on. So <laughs> I, I look at this in a couple different ways. Yes, great, my quarterback's tough. I love it. He should be play. You, you're making a lot of money to play football, so so play. But then I look at you know the last four games, and. I think they went two and two down the stretch or down. Yeah. Two and two down the four game stretch. And if you say, say Stafford doesn't play in those two games, do we lose those two games? Where are we drafting it? When, if, and when we lose without them, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to think of it. I really don't. I'm all for, for players playing tough, but at the same time, dude, like no when it's time to shut it down. Am I, am I right?
1: Yeah. I, but, yeah I, excuse,
2: go ahead, Kyle. No, I, I don't know if I have a good answer. I just, yeah, I think you're right to know when to shut it down. But I think, like, that's kind of like that's been your thing today, Sam. Like, well, the Pistons, should they, you know, they shouldn't have made moves at the end of the season to, and I get it's different. I know that. But I just don't, man. No, you're right. He should have, he should have known when to shut it down. You're right. I, yeah. that, it's dangerous. It's and it, he's our obviously our franchise guy. Um, Yeah, it's just yeah.
0: It, it's it's such a double edged sword there because at yeah at one end is. you want your quarterback to be tough as nails yes, I, and he, I don't want I, I the Iron to be, Man streak is cool. Like, like, like I don't want that to be is. the reason yeah. why you're playing. But at the same time, it's like be Whoa. prideful in that because you're in a tough sport mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. those injuries can get you.
1: And, yeah. Yep.
0: Trev, I mean look you, at like
1: i'm gonna go two ways with this but just just because you brought basketball kyle like look at leonard i mean the time he took off and different to get healthy right but i mean less just getting beat up on your body yeah and you maybe are but i mean stafford wasn't great last year i mean we know that yeah even the year before i mean so he yeah, it's cool. He's tough. Well, you know what I want to be tough in the playoffs. <laughs> so make the playoffs, and then and then play with a brick broken bone, and then you're gonna get your jersey mounted on my basement. You know? Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: I don't know. Like, like, do something that cool. You played with a. You know, I I actually kind of pisses me off. It you does play mean- with a broken back. <laughs> With when we sucked, like we weren't going to make the playoffs, bro. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Matter of fact, we should have sat him anyway. Yeah. Like what if he would have gotten a more serious injury like Durant and tore his yes. Achilles yeah. and he's out half yeah. the year. Yeah. Like we're done. You had a bad year. We're not getting to where we want to be. You don't need to prove to me that you're tough. You've already done that. Yeah. In my, like, I don't, I don't question his toughness. You know what I want to see is him go down the stretch, go into Green Bay, and beat them on their field late in the year with a broken back to go to the playoffs. That's cool. Want him to have a broken back? Well, if he's gonna have it, I mean, it'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Just messing with you. No, it wouldn't be cool. I mean, you if know he me. played, yeah, 'cause you are
3: dumb. No, with all due respect, I just. With what you guys are saying, who's giving him kudos to being Mr. Tough Guy? Really for nothing,
2: you know. No, you know, and, it, it, and, no, there's truth to that. Yeah, I, I think that the idea is that we don't want him to be a a pea cakes about it either, which he's obviously not. But um, it didn't get him anything. That's for sure. It didn't get the Lions anything. It didn't get anybody anything. It,
3: that, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to kick a dead horse right now but it, it didn't really help your guys organization I don't think
0: no and I agree but I mean when when you're when you're a team and you see that guy just battling out the year before what does that do for the team next year does that motivate them and be like fully trust him be like hey he's gonna do it either way he's got our backs he's going to bust his butt and he's going to put his body on the line and we can fully trust him in that. I, I do see that it can help in that way. But then I also look at, we could have been what four spots better in the draft. We could have played a little bit lesser of a schedule this year. Uh, all of the it's, there's a lot of options out there. I just, I, I thought it was worth bringing up because I, I don't know how I f- truly feel about it. On one hand, I love having a quarterback that's tough as nails. That's willing to do it. But at the same time, it's, Dude, what, what were you trying to prove? Why are you, how many years has he been in the league? Let's say nine. I, I don't know if that's right or not. Why is he still trying to prove that? Why is that the motive? I don't know if it's an ego thing for him. I don't know if it's a leadership thing. Whatever it is, it's like, you, you're at a point that you shouldn't have to be proving that to us or to your teammates because they should already know that you're that guy. Which I think they do. Like I, I don't think he needed to prove it to anybody. It was just kind of, what he needs to
1: prove that he can win a playoff
0: game. Well, he's not the issue. He, he's not the reason why they haven't won a playoff game, but, but that's a different time for a different – Another day. Yeah. So the other thing that kind of happened with the Lions I thought was worth talking about, so the Michael Roberts saga, he got traded to – he's a tight end if you guys don't know. He was a draft pick. Supposed to be pretty good. Uh, he got traded to the Patriots, and then a day later he failed his physical. He got sent back to the Lions. And then the Lions released him, and then he ended up signing with the awesome Packers. Like, (laughs) is this going to be another one of those guys that just bites us right in the behind? Just haunts us.
3: Coming from the Packers side, I think he's going to be dropped quick, to be honest.
0: I don't know. I mean, do the Packers even have tight ends?
3: Jimmy Graham, they just drafted Jay Sternberger uh i think they've got a couple behind them i just don't see michael roberts making it to be honest
0: yeah he either won't make the team or he'll be getting a last minute touchdown against the lions to stab that's, us in the hearts that's exactly we're so jaded
2: <laughs> it's gonna be one or the other one yeah. or the other
1: yeah
0: So nice little round table was there anything else you guys wanted to mention while while we're talking here
1: Trev? quick. No, I mean, I Michigan baseball.
0: Yeah. What are they one win away from, from making it to the finals,
1: which right? is just
0: hilarious. If you think about it, like they're
1: not even ranked. They're like, they're just rolling through this. And and I heard something earlier, like they were an hour or two away from losing in the big 10 tournament that they would not have been in this tournament. If they would have lost that game, they wouldn't even have made it into the playoff. Crazy. So now we're which is actually pretty to go typical. into the world too.
0: That is pretty typical for for college basketball or sorry college baseball and college hockey. It's like year one win away, you have to win your tournament to to sneak in, and then they go on to run. But but anyway, it's still yeah, it's, it's still awesome, run. right? I mean, and like another thing, they haven't in
1: like the last month or two months or something they've only been home for like five days <laughs> so like this this yeah. this team is just traveling together like just clicking on all cylinders and it just shows like sometimes in sports it's just just feeling it yeah like i think they're walking into the ballpark like why not us <laughs> yeah when like in the south always seems to be like winning these titles and then here comes michigan just like screw you guys here we are Well not to mention it's fun. I mean number one. Right. Yeah. Number one UCLA. They took them down in three
3: games.
0: Insane.
1: It's exciting. I mean, a week from now when we're recording, we'll probably possibly be watching them take home a national title. Yeah.
0: I think we'll be talking I think they play on Friday. I think is the, the next game they're gonna play the winner of Texas Tech and Florida State. Is that correct?
2: Those are the two teams. I know that.
0: Yeah, so they'll play the winner of that game. They'll have to lose twice and only have to win one to to reach the the College World Series championship. So, yeah, I mean, Kyle, as an outsider, I mean, obviously you would never cheer for Michigan. I'm not saying you're cheering for Michigan. You would never look at, like, football or basketball and be like, hey, yeah, go Big Ten. This is good for the Big Ten. I mean, is it different with baseball? Like, can you just sit back and be like, oh,
2: It's the same with any sport. I would absolutely, yeah, I would cheer for the Big Ten in in a lot of scenarios. In the
0: so, if the if Michigan makes the final four in the in in or the the playoffs in football, you're saying you would rather see them win. Is that what than you're who? saying? Then who? Any other team that's out of the Big Ten?
2: I wouldn't say any other team, but most other teams, I guess, I would say yes.
0: Yeah, interesting. You're a better Big Ten fan than I am because. In basketball and in football, I'm like no, nope. Michigan or bust. Like nobody else. But yeah. no, I I but I feel like if Michigan State was going on this run, kind of like they do in hockey, they they had a national championship, who knows how many years ago now. But you know, my they, thing is
2: that my thing is that like especially like everything in football is the SEC, everything in basketball is the ACC. Like we don't get a ton of credit for. In basketball, the Big Ten beats up on each other all year long. Yeah. There's there's some truth to that in football, too. But, like, basketball especially, they just, like, we beat up on each other all year long. And by the end of the year, yeah, we have four losses. And yeah. then you get a Michigan team that goes to the championship game. Or you get a, a Michigan State team that goes, you know, this last year to the Final Four. And i it. Um, I, yeah, I just feel like we're – the Big Ten gets – Slighted from that standpoint from time to time.
0: Yeah, but even like I mean, like I was saying, like with, I mean, if there was a different Big Ten team, let's even say Michigan State is going on this basketball or baseball run, it's like I'll be, again, I'm not gonna be saying go green and go the other color or anything like that, but um, I'm not. I'm never gonna say that. But at the same time, it's like hey, you know, you're you're okay with seeing them win just because it is cool for the conference, cool for. You know, a big ten team doing what they're doing to, to all the self and yeah. West teams, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah. For sure. I, I think it'll be interesting to see if they can complete the you know, finish a great thing. I from what I hear, and again, I like we're we're all kind of those fans that are hey, Michigan's doing good, I'm gonna watch, right? Like like oh, yeah. softball and any other sport that's not the big two. Um, in college But Yeah it'll be cool I, I hear they have The best pitching staff um, So Hearing that You think that they should Be able to beat anybody And they should be Somewhat favored To to win this whole Whole thing So It'll be cool If they can seal the deal And and, and bring a national title To, to Michigan um, We'll probably talk about it Next week a little bit In passing Don't want to break down Too much of what's going on But Definitely worth bringing up. Appreciate you bringing that up, Trav. So, uh, was there anything else you guys want to talk about at all? Um, I know there was a big trade in, in basketball. Kyle, do you, you have any thoughts on that? The LeBron. I,
2: it is big. It's, I mean, after all these weeks of everybody saying nobody wants to play with LeBron, nobody yeah. wants to play with him, for Anthony Davis to go there is big. Um,
0: people saying he they can bring in another player, though.
2: And I think now they will. I think now they will bring in a free agent. It's not going to be
0: –
2: you know, Kawhi going to be a free agent. It's not going to be him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Kyrie, eh, small percent. Yeah, but, I keep hearing he's um, in the
0: for sure, but we'll see. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, so it's it's interesting. I mean, it, it definitely changes the,
0: the – The landscape big, of
2: – <laughs> Yeah, I mean, big time.
0: They, I think they were the favorites even before – it happened if correct me if i'm wrong like there was just like that maybe maybe it was just a rumor of what was to come but the odds just they're, they're all sudden the nba they're, they're they, have, they are the absolute hands-down favorite to win the nba yeah. championship next year they didn't even make yeah. the dang playoffs
2: no and that, I was, I was it, like, what that's like it's pretty impressive bro. i mean it,
0: <laughs> they just gave up the fourth <laughs> no. overall pick like i mean that that's not how you generally build it but i mean when you're the lakers and you're the destination. You can do that. Yeah. You can give That's up. You can true. mortgage the future because you will always be that. in demand. Yeah, you'll always yeah. be where people want to play.
2: Yeah, when you talk about that too, with like Detroit people, maybe they don't want to come to Detroit, but people do want to go to LA. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
3: Does that mean Mo Wagner gets more playing time?
2: <laughs> He's
3: going to have to with the
0: way that the roster's set right now. I don't think they even have five players. There's no. way <laughs>
2: they literally traded it's only the two of them at this point and mo wagner
0: yeah. so <laughs> it'll be a great fit i think with those guys like i don't know the x's and o's of basketball but he he just seems like the kind of guy that would just be like hey i'm going to do my thing and it'll fit right
2: <laughs> yeah I, he's still not going to play i don't know. but um No, he could i mean he's going to play more now than he was before i'll tell you yeah that. yeah
0: that's for sure yeah. but yeah, so I guess that's what we'll, we'll call it a day today, and we'll get a Twitter poll out there. Please vote on it. Let us know who was right about the summer meal, and let us know if there's there's one that we missed that you guys like a lot. Um, uh, again, we'll be glued to our TVs on Thursday NBA draft, NHL draft on Friday. Trav going to, tra- is it Traverse City? Lud- Luddington. Luddington. Luddington.
2: Lud-
1: All right. Just is
2: it just is that just you and the wife?
1: Uh, kids, the kids? My parents, brother in law, sister, nephews. Yeah, mates, I mean it's been almost a full month
0: since you guys' last vacation. So
1: I know we're doing it again. <laughs> Summertime. <laughs> yeah. For sure, for sure. Going, yeah, you can do a lot of fishing. Yeah. There you go.
0: Yeah, fishing.
1: Got the boat ready.
0: Nice. What's the name oh, of your God. boat? Uncle Sam's Charter. <laughs> 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 Uncle Sam's?
1: Yeah, after America, not you. Oh,
0: come on. You better not oh, tell no. Trent those lies. You know it's after me.
2: Maybe both.
0: Yeah,
1: maybe.
2: Maybe. My nephew
1: <laughs> My nephew thinks it's a charter. It's like a 14-foot fishing boat with a little murk on it and just gets us across town, but he thinks it's a charter, so it is what Sometimes it is. Sometimes
0: it gets you across town. Other times <laughs> you're stranded.
1: Yeah, we've been stuck a couple times on her, but she Good gets it done.
0: Well, hopefully you come back with a nice story from Ludington. Uh, appreciate you guys recording again tonight. It's a late one, but I think it was worth it. Absolutely. So, appreciate it. Thank you guys, and thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you next Looking week. Looking back
3: now, it makes me laugh. We were growing our hair. We were cutting class. Knew it all already. There was nothing to learn. We were striking matches just
1: to watch them burn. Listen to our music just a little too loud We were hanging in there with the
0: outcast crowd Head to the rapids with some discount beer It was a long train trestle but we had no fear